2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: No one working in the boiler rooms. No one working with the tools. You can take it the easy way. There's no one fixing our school. Supply fans and cooling towers, breaking down all over the place. Our maintenance infrastructure could blow a leak any day.
2: how save.
4: Happy weekend, radio family, welcoming you once again to the weekend edition of Community Focus, heard here on our Odyssey station. Starting things off a little bit differently this time, that happens to be the reggae, or that was the reggae version of the maintenance crisis. As our workforce development hour continues, and it is good to have back with me on the program as we will be talking about living the dream, as I welcome you once again, Joel Leonard, to Community Focus. Good morning, and how you doing?
3: Oh, I'm fantastic. I tell you, this is such an honor to bring you my real, this is my real yes. Haitian family. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, a couple of years ago when my mom passed, mm-hmm. and I couldn't have uh, I couldn't have Thanksgiving with my family, uh, family I, I went to my Haitian family and had it with them wow and we have uh, uh I met them back in 2014 when they had a food truck a brother and sister combo they came here from Haiti at, uh, her brother came in after the uh, earthquake and she came a little bit later with her daughter and I tell you you could not find better people in this world than these than these folks, I just love them to death. We happen to have different skin complexion, but I can tell you my heart beats like theirs do. Absolutely. And I just love them to death. And, and I will fight for them and have for them and will fight ignorance every day of the week. I have been to, uh, to food, uh, festivals with them and all these americans stand in line for deep fried fat uh donuts and stand in line for pizza and walk away from jerk chicken that's as good as gourmet food that you can find and and don't because it's different and it's new and because these folks have dark skin and they're from Haiti, which most people think Haiti, they don't think about food, they think about government corruption and they think about That's disasters. Right. Uh, they don't even give them a chance. hmm And so I've been out. I've been their spokesperson, and so they call me the White Haitian. <laughs> and um, and isn't that true, DJ? <laughs>
4: yes, that is exactly true. Oh, DJ, it is so wonderful to hear your voice. And by the way, a DJ and Joel, this is part of our continuation of the Workforce Development Hour. And in fact, we're calling this weekend segment Living the Dream because, DJ, that is exactly what you and your brother have done. You have lived the American dream. And, Joel, we were just talking about this before we even came on air with the public affairs show, that a lot of people think that the American dream has died, and obviously DJ and her brother are living proof that it has not.
3: Yeah, and so what I want DJ and I'm sorry, her brother. They just had 15 people walk in. They oh. now have their own restaurant. Yes, they no longer just have a food truck. They got a restaurant. Restaurant, I wonderful. Mean, and they opened up in the middle of COVID. Yeah, they didn't shut down. They opened up. Opened up. up. Yeah. So love it. Love so it. so these folks are incredible. They've had this single-minded vision of what they wanted to do, and they, they didn't let anything stop them. Mm-hmm. And so they I want that. them to share, you know, what does it
0: take? We should have her and her brother. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: Teach these kids that are coming out of school that don't know how to work what to do to be a success because these people know and they have the attitude, they've got the focus. And they are living the dream all these people make excuses on why they can't do something and it's ridiculous. I tell you I'm almost ashamed to be an American because a lot of the people the way they act uh, the immigrants who especially treating people like her they she not only deals with racism, she deals with immigrantism. everybody complains that people are taking American jobs. She's hiring people right. but you know what they don't want to work. she can't hire Americans because they don't work ethic and they have to let them go and DJ DJ, I'll let you take it from
4: here absolutely okay first of all DJ let let me say now now I took French a (laughs) long and I'm emphasizing (laughs) that word time ago and I I had a friend actually when I was in college who was also from Haiti her name was Carla and she she taught me a little French uh, Haitian Creole to be exact so I want to give you the proper greeting in your native language by saying to you, bonjour, comment allez-vous? Bonjour, Rene. Ça va bien, et toi? Oh, beautiful. Oh, that l- such beautiful, beautiful language. Welcome. You were initially a newbie to Community Focus, but DJ, both you and your brother, Hilda, are officially family. So welcome to the Community Focus family. Thank you. You're so welcome. Tell us a little bit about your background, about your story.
5: Yes, my name is dj but my real name is djosen so people can't really say my real name so i fight dj um i've been in in this state since 2002 and um i started school as um middle school then i went to high school and ended up graduating in uh, college so after college i was working two jobs (laughs) and but my brother always had his dream to become a restaurant owner. So um, 1994, when he come in this country, he started washing dishes and he, he worked in a restaurant where he would watch what other people doing and he would ask, man, hey, do you need help? So that's how he started learning how to cook an American dishes and stuff like that. Nice. And uh, he started actually at uh, Olive Garden. So I said he started at Olive Garden washing yes. Dishes, it was a restaurant Olive Garden in High Point Road called Greatest uh, American Grill. So he went work for them as a chef. And then the head manager asked him if he want to open Long Hong on Wendover. Wow. So he worked for Long Hong on Wendover for 26 years. He actually opened Long Hong. So um, after finish finished working for Long Hong, one day uh, we had this idea. We were like, well, we should open a uh, food truck. Because every time we do gathering at our home, we invited people. We don't take money from them, we just invited mm-hmm. and just have fun, you know? So they kept saying, DJ, that food is good. You guys should open a restaurant. So finally, me and my brother sit down one day. It was a lot of struggle to know how to open a food truck. So, but we finally figured it out. We opened the food truck. So after seven years, we went and signed a lease in my neighborhood because we see this place. We were like, this place has been sitting there. We want it. Mm-hmm. So, did not know COVID was going to hit right. in much of um, is it 2020? Yeah, 2020. 2020. Yeah, yes. And March 2020, as soon we finished signing the list, I was working at Long Hong. They lay me off, and I was like, "This is ridiculous. So we already signed list. Now COVID hit. Right. So we was like, "Well, as long your name is on something, you can't go back. Mm. So we we went and opened the restaurant. The Wonderful. In the American dream.
4: Yes, you are. And not only living it, DJ, I wanted to share with our radio family, your expertise in food was so good that you were voted and you won. Let me emphasize that. The 2015 Food Truck Festival. Congratulations. Thank you. On that honor. Absolutely. And I just love the enthusiasm and the fact that you and your brother didn't give up given the circumstances that surrounded you and and mainly a situation in which none of us had any control over this pandemic. And this was at a time, and I love, Joel, that you pointed it out, where typically people were losing jobs and restaurants and other businesses were closing. Here's a brother and sister that are actually opening their own restaurant, and by the way, for anyone that lives in the Whitsett, North Carolina area, it is the King Queen Caribbean Grill off of NC 90 Cape Fear Drive. Now, this is off of Interstate 70 as you're going east towards Burlington. So, I'm sure not only radio family in the Whitsett area DJ know about you, but many area Burlington residents. If they don't, they're gonna know about you today. <laughs> You're on community yes. focus. I'm just yes. so proud of both of you. Twenty minutes from Greensboro. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's definitely yes, I, worth I the trip. I'm
5: planning for a better community. I I live in a good community. They yes. support me, and sometimes if they know something wrong, we have a lot of support from the community That's where they can check up on us. If they know we need something, they will come in and volunteer and help us out. Wonderful.
4: Wonderful. DJ, let me ask you this question What is the most requested or the favorite item off the menu, off the top of your head, that you can think of that you have customers ordering?
5: Really? The shrimp pineapple bowl. Oh, my
4: goodness. It yes. just sounds so good.
5: Yes, but now it's close to, like, the red snapper. A lot of people love the red snapper fish, Wonderful. too. So yeah. right now it's kind of like it's tied between the pineapple bowl and the red snapper.
4: Excellent. Now, Joel, have you had an opportunity to go by? Oh. Have you ever,
3: was that not a, a silly question to ask, right? Oh, if I live, they live an hour, they're off. the store's an hour away from me. Okay. So, uh, but I go as often as I can. and yeah. And uh, if I did, I'd be eating them out of house and home. <laughs> I tell you, I love that place. Wow. I love his cooking. Yeah. I love their food. What's your and favorite? You What's your favorite dish? Or, all oh, the pineapple bowl, okay. the chicken falls off the bone, <laughs> the jerk chicken.
4: Yes, I mean,
3: and uh, and I don't eat a lot of pasta, but their pasta is good. It's delicious. And he also makes uh, these little pockets of of uh, what do you the call them?
5: chicken patty.
3: Yeah. Oh wow! Oh my gosh!
4: Now, DJ, I haven't eaten I mean, in the this... last several hours, so any mention of food it's making me
5: hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, maybe there was some time you stopped by, Renee, or maybe I can mail it to you, Renee. You took the words right out of
4: my mouth. Listen, DJ, I would love to get in my car and come see you personally. I love to drive. I like being on the highway on nice sunny days, of course, when when the weather's a little cold and rainy, then I'm pretty much a homebody. But other than that, I would love and come and see you and support you and your brother. So expect a visit from anytime. me soon.
0: Thank
5: you. Yeah, anytime. You're welcome, sis.
4: Thank you so much. Thank you, Joel, for for introducing uh, two new members of our community-focused family. And, DJ, the next time, hopefully, we can get you back on a future segment, we'll have an opportunity to talk to your brother. Give him my hellos for me, please.
3: So real quick, DJ, you're... before we... Before we let you go, tell us about your challenges in hiring people. Yes.
5: Oh, Right now, it's so hard to hire people. Um, we should not have any homeless in the street because it's got plenty of jobs. At the same time, you got people who really can work. And I really so hope. It is hard to
4: find people. But I really hope, a DJ, for someone who is listening to us this morning here on Community Focus who does want to work, will find a way to make it to you. To say, listen, I was someone who heard the program. You want to hire somebody, I'm your person. So hopefully the conversation, the wonderful conversation that Joel and I had with you today will inspire that individual who is looking for work to make their way to you.
1: Yeah,
3: yes. I mean, Renee, Hilder didn't even speak English. And he did nothing was beneath him, nothing was above him. Right. And so he he just, he is incredible. Anything else you want to add, DJ? I know you've got 15 people sitting there waiting <laughs> on you, too. i so. been waiting on yes.
5: that well, I would like to say thank you, Joe, for being part of my family. And thank you, Renee, for giving me that opportunity you to are get your so video station. So I truly appreciate Go ahead. it. Thank you, my
4: dear, and look forward to hearing more good things from the both of you. Take care.
5: Much, definitely. Thank you, Renee. You're welcome.
3: Thank you. Let's go to work, America. Let's put put everybody to work.
4: And with that, let's go to break as the weekend edition of Community Focus continues. It is more the weekend edition of Community Focus. Great company as always, Radio Family, here on our Odyssey stations every weekend. Engaged in great conversation with members of our Community Focus family. So happy I get to do it another weekend with Joel Lennon living the dream this is our workforce development hour and we have had the opportunity to continually share with you members of our community who are definitely doing just that living the dream and I wanted to take this opportunity before Joel makes the next call for us and we can welcome another new member of our community focused family speaking of those who are very driven and you are looking for employment and work, I wanted to share with you that Mohawk, and that's M-O-H-A-W-K Industries, is committed to more solutions, more sustainable manufacturing, and more opportunities. In fact, they are a Fortune 500 global flooring leader. Mohawk is a great place to start to grow your career with a focus on more of what's important to you now this happens to be a wood and laminate distribution facility located in thomasville north carolina and they have immediate openings as mohawk offers great benefits including medical dental vision 401k tuition assistance and a whole lot more so if you're looking for more in regards to jump starting a career or even changing careers you have an opportunity to apply online today at Mohawk, again, that's M-O-H-A-W-K hyphen careers with an S hyphen dot com. So again, that's Mohawk hyphen careers dot hyphen com. And Mohawk Industries is an equal Opportunity Employer. So how did I do on
3: that one (laughs) there Joel? (laughs) Oh you did fantastic. The other thing I want to add to that is they have two open positions for maintenance managers and a lot of people think of maintenance they think of janitorial and just unplugging and cleaning up floors and and outlets and stuff Mm -hmm. and so Uh, They don't know, if they haven't been in an advanced manufacturing plant, that a maintenance manager is one of the highest, uh, if if they're non-salary, it's the highest hourly rate that you can get in a company most of the time, and if it is salary, it's a good salary because they have a lot of responsibility and expectations Uh, uh, put upon them, and they are... Very integral to the success of that business is being the maintenance manager, uh, and a lot of times now they're calling them reliability engineers because they're not only fixing what's broken, they're trying to put in systems and processes to keep the machine uh, and the whole system from breaking down. So that's what they call reliability now. So Mohawk is a very much a automated. Uh, very integrated facility with uh, lots of technology. They make uh, flooring, but it's a lot more than just wood. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot of uh, automation in that facility, and it's huge. So Excellent. whoever gets it, these yeah. jobs will be getting lots of opportunity to grow.
4: Absolutely, fantastic. And you know what, Joel? That makes me think too, because for a, a lot of us, whether we are familiar with the Thomasville area or not. I know initially uh, growing up when I moved to North Carolina, I just remember everyone would always say, you got to go to Thomasville and see the big chair because of course there was a time in its heyday, it was well known as being part of the furniture industry. But of course the advent and what we've seen change, especially as regards to maintenance and workforce development and technology Thomasville has become a whole lot more than just a big chair that sits in the middle of beautiful downtown. It has really grown over the years and over the decades.
3: Absolutely. There's lots of great activities there and lots of good programs underway. Exactly. and a lots of good leadership there. I know the mayor and and they've done a lot of things to try to spruce up that community. Right. So we happen to have now uh, Reynolds, you're there, right? Yes. I'm here. Good morning. Okay. So good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing fine. Thank you. So we have a, another community leader. This is Reynolds Lisk, uh, who, um, met Reynolds several years ago, and I've lived in Asheboro for 20 years, but I didn't really call it home until after I've seen some really amazing things happen where the community stepped up to take care of its own, and that's when I started calling it home, and so, and Reynolds is a big part of that. He has been on numerous boards uh, within Asheboro and has led some valiant efforts to better the community. And I got to have the pleasure of watching Reynolds at his best speak to the county commissioners when they were up for the public hearing mm-hmm. to vote for the using taxpayer money to sign the uh, sign the checks to uh, or offer, uh, authorize them to give incentives to Toyota to move into the megasite site, into Guilford-Randolph, whatever you call it, the mega site uh, uh, northeast of uh, Randolph County. And so uh, Reynolds gave a very passionate speech, and I want him to kind of share some of the where we were, and that helps us better appreciate where we are right, right now. And then, uh, Renee, you feel free to ask him questions as okay. he goes through this. But, but this. Uh, this gentleman is really, a very, in fact, he was so good with the speech, the president of the community college said that he, that was his speech and that Reynolds uh, <laughs> picked it off the ground. <laughs> Which we know Reynolds is not true. <laughs> No, that's not good. That that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> so that tells you how good it was. Right. Reynolds, uh, was somebody was trying to plagiarize Reynolds. Uh, uh, even the, <laughs> uh, so, so well done. So anyway, Reynolds, take it from here, sir. I, I can't wait to hear what you have said. Okay,
6: well, I'll try to keep it concise and, and, and to the point. But basically, what, what I talked about was uh, back in the 60s and 70s, Randolph County was uh, just a, had a very strong manufacturing base, uh, primarily uh, textiles and, and uh, furniture, it, it, although it did go beyond that. So, in the uh, really starting in the 1990s, the late 90s, when we really saw a lot of uh, jobs being shipped overseas. Uh, we we lost a large number of companies: uh, Walker Shoe Corporation, General Electric, Black and Decker, mm-hmm. Burlington Industries, Crompton Mills, wow. uh, Stebbins Corporation, uh, Pinehurst Textiles, Goodyear Tire and Rubber. Um, and you can see that was a pretty diverse manufacturing mm-hmm. base. Those companies began to leave one by one. Uh, for a, a lot of different reasons, and starting about 2000, uh, between 2000 and 2010, we lost approximately 8,000 jobs in this county of 144,000 people, and and a lot of those were were legacy jobs. I mean, that generation generations of Randolph Countyans had, had worked in these places, and it got to be a uh, very difficult situation, and we were kind of Uh, in a situation of managing decline all the way up uh, until uh, a a year or so ago uh, when things began to turn for us. Mm -hmm. But um, in 2008, Forbes magazine had ranked Asheboro as the fourth fastest dying city in its peer groups in the United States. And then in 2012, 60 Minutes came to town and did a story uh, on Ashborough in Randolph County based on the 2008 Forbes article. Wow. Uh, and, and they were trying to show was was Ashborough being a typical small community as, as so many small communities in the uh, uh, U.S. were experiencing a similar situation with job losses. And uh, they uh, – you know, that story bore out. I mean, we were having a very difficult time coming back. Um, Randolph County had a median income below the state average, uh, and, and North Carolina has a median income below the national average. And the, uh, the opportunities uh, that we have economically now uh, with the, the Toyota announcement, uh, with the boom announcement in uh, Greensboro uh, that's going to come into the airport. Uh, And and we've got the megasite in in Chatham County that's just across the Randolph County line. Uh, That is being looked at by a large number of companies. I don't know who, but there's a lot of activity going there. But I recently uh, heard uh, from a North Carolina economist saying that uh, in the next 15 years that they expected uh, almost 17,000 jobs, new jobs, to be created through the uh, Randolph County mega site The uh, the boom announcement in Greensboro mm-hmm. and, and all the suppliers That will be coming to this area So it's uh, There's kind of a euphoric feeling Down in uh, in, in Our area right now But uh, there, there is a concern About uh, Finding employees for the, These are all going to be great paying jobs mm-hmm. With great benefits and, and, and great places to work So uh, but we, We've got, uh, you know, it seems like there's always an issue, uh, but but we are excited and confident that uh, these jobs are going to be filled, and it's going to be um, uh, gonna be generational changes uh, in this area for a long time to come.
4: Absolutely, and Reynolds, I, I have actually a comment or a statement I want to make, and then I had a question for you. The comment and statement being it would be really nice if those same media outlets such as 60 Minutes would come back and do a follow-up piece to see how much growth, number one, the Thomasville-Ashbow area has seen within the last 20 years. And the question to you would be, as you are looking for individuals to fill these various positions, what do you say particularly to a younger uh, audience that does listen to public affairs shows such as this, those who may be coming out of high school or coming from a good technical school or four-year university, that are looking mm-hmm. to fill some of these positions, and these are typically jobs at most. Of the Generation Xers don't even think about because it's like, oh, those were jobs my mom and dad and, and grandparents have. I have no interest in it. Exactly. But then when you look at the advent of where technology has taken things, and we have such a generation of bright, brilliant, smart kids who can fill these jobs because yeah. we, as baby boomers, you know, we got to retire at some time and enjoy oh, okay. retirement life. I you about know? A year ago, so. <laughs> exactly. So, what would you say? to those group of oh, individuals. I,
6: I, I say you, you are on point with that because the the concept of manufacturing jobs, when you think about a year ago, a lot of them were dirty. Yeah. They were low pay. It was extremely loud. The working conditions were just not pleasant. Right. And today it's totally different. I know, exactly. Joel, I would listen to him and, and, and you talking about Mohawk, uh, you, you know, and what how highly automated and clean mm-hmm. uh, that, that that business is. And, and these jobs, the working conditions are going to be totally different yeah. than they were back uh, years ago. And so, uh, you know, I think a lot of young people uh, didn't want to go into those because they they were, you know, historically low pay too. Right. Exactly. And uh, this is a 180-degree mm, change mm. of manufacturing of old.
4: Absolutely. Now, I may have an additional question because you just have the coolest name in Reynolds. <laughs> How did your parents come up with naming you Reynolds? <laughs> well, well Reynolds is my middle
6: name. That oh. my grand that was my grandmother's last name. Oh, God. And, wow. And so, nice. Yeah, I, it, it really confuses people. And, say, and they say, what's your name? I'm Reynolds. I say, well, what's your first name? <laughs> and I say, well, Tyler's my first name. Reynolds is my middle name. Yeah. And and then they're completely confused. But uh, it, it, it has been. Uh, there are not a lot of Reynolds lists running around. Right, Thank exactly. That's that. what
4: I like about it. it it's, it's just so authentically different. It has a bit yeah, of a is, uh, uh, aristocracy, I guess we can say to it. Uh, no, no, quite a bit no. of I, I hated my name. <laughs> did yeah, you? I, I, I
6: did not. I, I did not like my name growing up because it was yeah. so different than everybody else. Right. Did. And and, and, uh, and as a child, uh, that, you know, I wanted. You see those little keychains in the dime store? You know, with everyone's names <laughs> yes. on. Yes. Yes.
7: And you my could never find never it. <laughs> I know
4: what it, you mean.
6: <laughs> it was never exactly. Well, But I'm okay with it, man. There
4: you go. There you go. Well, thank you for sharing that. And besides, you're carrying on a legacy in your family by by having that name and how beautiful that is. It's just a wonderful reminder of where you come from.
3: Thank you. You're so welcome. I appreciate
4: that. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you, Joel. The floor is back to you, my friend.
3: Well, I I just, again, thank Reynolds for making the time to talk to us today. And, and, uh, 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 you know, He's the kind of people that we've got to try to emulate. He's retired. Mm -hmm. And he cares he does so much for this community. Mm -hmm. His family does so much for this community. And we've got he doesn't get paid for it. He just goes out because he he cares. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if we're going to really grow our communities, we've got to have more people willing to pass it on. Willing to grow and, and have input and lift people up, and I just applaud him and and uh, Reynolds. Tell us about your experience when you did the uh, uh, dignitary mm-hmm. challenge with the remote control cars. <laughs> oh well, that that was a lot of fun. I, I found out very quickly that I'm
6: not very uh, adept at remote control cars. <laughs> uh, I was uh, completely embarrassed, and and then my battery died. So it, oh. it, it was I had. <laughs> I had fun with the kids, right. and uh, we got a lot of laughs out there and all. But uh, you know that was a great exercise and thing and, and great project uh, that and that Joel had done with the uh, charter school mm-hmm. here in town and really getting the kids excited about uh, building things, making things, uh, and and you know it, it's that was fun. And, and one thing that Joel and I talked about yesterday was um, you know working can be fun yes and, and particularly you know they say if you find something you enjoy doing you never work a day in your life mm-hmm. and um, you know you want to see these young kids get involved and, and get interested in in different things uh, and, and and this manufacturing is all is new and uh, we hope that a lot of them this will light a fire under uh, a lot of the young people in this area because there's going to be great opportunity for them.
4: Absolutely, Reynolds. And I couldn't agree with you more. And that's what I've come to appreciate about knowing Joel over the years is his his advocacy and working with young ones and like yourself getting our young ones fired up about workforce uh-huh. development is, is just truly a joy. I hate your battery died. And Joel, this sounds a lot like what happened with another member of our community-focused family when we had Jason Hayes on the program. I believe he uh, participated yeah, in yeah, something he, he similar
3: participated, <laughs> yeah, he, he participated in it but he sat from the sidelines uh-huh. i just wanted him to say what he saw but right. yeah he, he uh, was really funny to watch uh, a state representative kind <laughs> of uh, correct one of her her uh her protégé mm-hmm. uh, her spotter when she said now you need to remember my left is your right and my right is your left uh-huh. and my back is your front because she was giving her information, but it was the opposite of what she needed to tell uh, her. Okay. And, and, you know, that that's the key, and, and you can be technically sound and you can do it, but if you can't communicate that to somebody Absolutely. else right. that might not know about it, that mm-hmm. you, the whole business shuts down in the process. Very true. So mm. that's why it's so important to have intercommunication skills, that's and that's why that little game, it was silly, but it worked. It worked, exactly. It, Yes,
6: it, it did it did work, and and that's a great point, Joel, With I mean, you've got to be able to communicate, and uh, if you you don't have communication, you don't have much. Very
4: true.
3: That's right, and it you know you said. got kids that are growing up that don't like to listen, and you got other kids that don't like to talk. That forced them in an environment where they had to do both, and 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 a. And they didn't like to lose, so they, they stepped it up. So <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to summer. Hopefully some schools and other groups will let me come out and, and do this with them. Exactly. and and, uh, and, and again, get more ready for these jobs. We've got so many opportunities, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm putting on a job fair right now, and I only need 40 people to sign up, and I can't get 40 registrations. hmm and I'm working just as hard now as I did, Renee. Remember when I put on those 2005, 2006 yes, job fairs, do. Do. and we'd have over a thousand people show up? Yeah, yeah. I'm working as hard now to get 40 people, people to sign a form, compared to a thousand. Wow. Well, you know,
6: if I if I can make a quick point here, Renee and Joel both that to to that point. Back in, uh, it was somewhere around 2009 or 2010, you know, when the economy had just fallen off a cliff in this <laughs> country. Uh, and there was no, there were no jobs uh, available at all. We were just seeing jobs go away, disappear. Well, a, the Waffle House announced they were going to build a new restaurant here in town, in Asheboro, put it on Cox Street, and which you figure a Waffle House has what maybe. 10, 12 full time positions and maybe 30, 40 forty part-time positions, there were over two thousand people that applied mm. for those jobs for one for one waffle house. Mm. And you look at today, Joel, yeah. you had a thousand people years ago going to a job fair, and now you can't get forty. 40. You know, where have where have the workers gone? Gone
4: exactly.
6: Exactly it's It's just staggering to me but uh but that, i I told Joel yesterday that that figure with the waffle house I, I think it was close to twenty seven hundred but i'm not it was it was pushing up towards three thousand, mm-hmm. but I will just be safe and say over two thousand people mm-hmm. applied uh that shows you how 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 many people were looking for some kind of income
4: yeah. well, I hope today's conversation that we're having between the three of us will spark some individuals, uh, Joel, in in terms of what you are looking for. And Reynolds, I can't thank you enough for all you have done. Even as a retiree, you're still giving back to the community. So I really appreciate you for that. Keep up the wonderful work and welcome, let me say, I didn't have a chance to do that, to the community-focused family.
6: Well, uh, thank you very much. I really uh, appreciate well. the opportunity to uh, to speak. And, and, and I, I do want to say, too, I just want to note, uh, Joel's passion
3: yeah. for
6: manufacturing and, and is, is unlike anything I have ever seen. Exactly. And uh, he's a real uh, jewel yes, in that is. standpoint, uh, treasure for our,
3: our area, yes. uh, for sure.
4: And you're a jewel, too, well, Reynolds. Reynolds. Don't, don't count yourself out on that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, thank you, Reynolds. And I'm going to need your help to build our maker space That's here right. in Asheboro. Well, I'll do I'll do what I can.
4: All right. <laughs> you take care. Thank, thank you, you, Riddles. Again.
3: Okay. All right, thank you, Renee. Well, let, let me you're know welcome. when you want to go get some uh, some Asian food or uh chicken <laughs> or the chicken rotisserie or maybe even go to we might be able to have to go up to Witsit sometime and get some of this Haitian food. Uh, uh sure. You'll hear about that later, but uh, thanks again, man. I really appreciate everything. Sounds like okay, a plan. You. you take care.
4: You're welcome. Bye-bye. <laughs> and Joel, there are a couple of other people we want to add to the Community Focus family, so I'm going to give it back to you.
8: I, I had such a compelling conversation with them during a, a recent chamber, and every time I've run into Kenita, uh, I've just like, I've I'm, I'm, relished the moment because I've dropped off some materials at the soup kitchen. She volunteers there and Tiffany does. And, and just seeing how engaged and how focused and how uh, composed she is and how on mission and on target she is, I just had to, uh, uh, I just have to listen to her. So I invited her on our program today and And then uh, we have her friend, Tiffany, who I don't know that much about, but I'm hoping to learn more today. And we had a terrific conversation the other night at a chamber meeting at the Economic Development Group as we were celebrating uh, the uh, arrival or future arrival of Toyota electric vehicle battery. So this program's focus is what do we do to get more people ready? not just the traditional folks who would get into an industry and get into effect. what about the others? What about the homeless? What about the people that have been formerly incarcerated? How can they benefit from this extra increase in jobs and how can we get them ready to take these on? All right Kanita, tell us what would what can we do and Tiffany chime in when you want. Uh, What do we do to get the homeless ready to take on either the jobs at at the mega site, which is Toyota, or the vacuum jobs? The vacuum jobs are the jobs that are going to be created after Toyota takes all the qualified workers from the existing workforce, um, and how do we get the... new workers ready to get those vacuum jobs or the toyota
0: well thank you for inviting me joel and it was a pleasure talking with you as well i feel that we need to be they need to be trained because a lot of people are not trained to do it and um they do need therapy to show them the way they need support from us as individuals they need to be given a chance because a lot of them aren't given a chance to um, be able to to work in different opportunities because of their records so it comes with being able to um give them a chance have the training uh the technology training because a lot of them don't get that being incarcerated they are able to get more than they used to be so they're more tech savvy than you really think whenever they get out um somebody i talked to said that they were more they had more technology in to like prisons or something but if they're in jail then they they don't have that as much technology they can train them before they even leave prison they can on there if they don't have a GED and be able to get a GED before they leave prison. What do you think, Ms. Tiffany?
7: Well, I I personally believe that for homeless and incarceration reform, it really do start with a conversation. A lot of these people are not being spoken to. They have amazing backgrounds and we don't know their story. We talk to them to see what they know, what they don't what they're open and willing to do and what they want for themselves. Um, They just need a chance. They need a listening ear and then they need a second chance. And so once we have that, those first line, that data, that information, then we can go from there. Even people in prison, they've been educated in the prison system. They're coming out with skill sets, but because they've been incarcerated, they're unable to find jobs. So having those conversations, I know Joel talked about the second um, chance temp agency that he is affiliated with, Um, just building relationships with businesses that they are open to receive them in spite of their background. You know, a lot of our homeless, some of them don't want to be reformed. They just want the shower. They They just just, want the food. mm So we need to talk to them to see what they want for themselves. Some yeah. fall on hard times, being open to make sure we have resources for men as well as women and children who want to get on their feet, who have fallen on hard times. And because we just pass them by yeah. we and we just look at them and we just assume that they're lazy, that they're bums, that they're broken. Like even a lot of people who went to prison, I know people who are in prison right now because they are guilty by association, but did not commit the crime
0: second chances is so important because you never know that could be that person that builds that career that um, becomes really really big and can invent something that's really really big or show a company how well you know become the leader of that company that that you're
7: hiring. Absolutely. They're yeah. you know, their, their past, they, they still
8: have right. a lot of potential. They just haven't tapped into it yet.
4: Thank you, Kanita, Tiffany, and Joel. We definitely will continue this conversation on a future broadcast. And to thank you, you have been listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And remember from me, no goodbyes just until next time.
2: Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.